Tanya for the 24th of Kislev, but first the story. The Alter Rebbe, when he first joined the Mittler Rebbe and became a chassid of the Mittler, of the Magina Mezich, I apologize, when the Alter Rebbe became a chassid of the Magina Mezich, the Alter Rebbe had two daughters, Rebetzin Freidan and Rebetzin Devarelea, and he wanted a son. So at some point he came to the Magid and, to, and asked the Magid for a blessing to have a son in addition to his daughters. And the Magid restructured re, um, a very famous verse in Tehillim. And the Magid read the verse like this. He said, With what will a person deserve or merit to have a son? By doing a If a person does a then they'll merit to have a son. Restructuring the, the very famous Pasuk in Tehillim. The... the The Alter Rebbe did that. The Alter Rebbe had Hachnas Asarachim, and he still wasn't blessed with the son, and he came back to the Magid, and the Magid ignored it. And there's explanations of what what, what was going on. Remember, the son that the, the Alter Rebbe was going to have was going to be the Mittler Rebbe, and the spiritual um, pregnancy of a, of a tzaddik like that, of a Rebbe, is a lot longer than a regular person. But the, it was implied at one point the Magid tells the Alter Rebbe that when you have a son, don't forget about me. And then the Alter Rebbe's wife became pregnant and the Magid then passed away before the birth of the, of the Mittler Rebbe. And by the bris, the Alter Rebbe wanted to name his son Habnuna. But he felt the presence of the Magid, a message there, and he realized that he, had, he needs to name his son after his teacher, like his teacher had implied. And so instead of naming his son Habnuna, he, he named his son and that son grew up to become the, the second Rebbe of Chabad, the, the Mittler Rebbe. The Tanya is beginning today. We're, we're starting the Tanya, and the Alter Rebbe starts off the Tanya, even though it's a book of you know, deep introspection, spiritual introspection, and a lot of Kabbalah mixed in, like all Chassidus, the Tanya starts off with Nigla, with you know, Gemaras and I mean, obviously the Zoyas as well. There's a lot going, and the Bryces, there's, there's a lot more going on that feels more Gemara-like than feels Chassidus-like. And that's the typical style of Chassidus. So, before getting into, you know, the, the, the anatomy of the spirit, of the, this, the godly soul, the Alter Rebbe is going to explain what's going on according to, according to Halacha and Gemara. What, what are we? And what is a pain in here? What is a tzaddik? We're going to go rather quick because we want to finish within our time script. So, Tanya, Perak Aleph, Tanya. We learned in a Nida. In the beginning of, the end of chapter 3 of Nida, what does the Gemara say? Mashpiyim Oisai. Tehit tzaddik v'alti rasha. Before a Jew is born, an oath is given to him and he sworn that he'll be a tzaddik and not be rasha. And even if everyone tells him, tells him you're a tzaddik, he needs to see himself in his eyes like a rasha. So the first question we have is, wait a second, we learnt in Pika Avos, you shouldn't consider yourself wicked. It would be good for a person to walk around saying, thinking he's wicked, and yet before a soul is born, that's when he's sworn to, to believe. He has to say, I'm wicked. But I'll have him. I know. 
the ultimate says it's kind of a catch-22. If a person's walking around considering himself wicked, he won't be able to be joyful. Imagine a person genuinely believes he's wicked. On the flip side, if a person doesn't at all, well, then he'll walk around with this unperturbed feeling, not grieved about any forms of sin. That's not going to be very healthy for a person. A person will just say, ah, who cares? So we need to understand, and again, all these questions we have, they're going to be answered over the next 11, 12, 13, 14 chapters. They're not going to be answered all today. In fact, I don't believe any of them is going to be properly answered today. Acha Inyan. So in order to understand exactly what is this entire idea, we need to first understand the, the, the ideas of people. What, where do we fit in as people? There are five different types of people. There's a Sadiq, and we'll just say, who has a good life, a Sadiq that has a bad life, a Russia that has a good life, and a Russia has a bad life, and the Bainani, and of course the discussion is going to start to focus, now that we introduce the idea of a Bainani, the focus, the focus of the discussion is going to focus around that. But first, Opisha Gemara, the Gemara says, what does a Sadiq Tevlai mean? Sadiq Tevlai, a Sadiq has a good life, Sadiq Gama is a perfect Sadiq, therefore he has a good life. And a tzaddik that has bad in his life is because he's not perfect. He's missing a little, and therefore he has a bad life. The zayhal goes a little further to explain what does it mean a tzaddik that has a bad life, a tzaddik who suffers. The reason is because the wicked inside him is subjugated to his good. And therefore, he has a bit of, wick, of wickedness. He's still a sadik. <coughs> but the wickedness is tiny. Of Gemara says, In the Gemara, at the end of chapter 9 of Brachas, it says, Sadikim yitzu tev shaytan. Rishayim yitzu tev shaytan. Beinim zev zev shaytan. So in delineating the line, to understand, you know, what's going, what is a sadik in the Rosh and the Beinim, the Gemara makes it very clear. The Gemara says that Tzaddik, the Yetzotov is the judge. In a Russia, the, the evil inclination is the judge. For a Bainani, it's a mix. You know, some of us, it's, it's the good inclination, some of us, the bad inclination. And now the, the one statement that really makes it really confusing. Again, we're, we're wrangling off a lot of information. But our, our objective is to make it, to make it clear that what we believe a tzaddik to mean, and what we believe a rasha to mean, and what we believe especially a benani to mean, is very, very unclear. So when the Al-Turban now is going to, or later on in the Tanya, is going to restructure it all, it's going to be very understood why. Because it's extremely unclear what Torah really believes a tzaddik, a rasha, and a benani to be. So our objective right now, really, all we're trying to do, I mean, of course, there's a lot more going on, but the primary thing that's understood that we're trying to do is tear down the walls and show that we really don't understand at all what a tzaddik rasha benani is. And this statement is going to really make it confusing. Amar Rabbah. Rabbah was a sage, one of the most quoted sages in the Gemara, an incredible leader and a perfectly righteous man. And he says this, student, he says this statement to his students when, to, when discussing what a benani is. He says, Kegoin on a benani. You want to know what a benani is? For example, I'm a benani. Amalei Abayi, his student Abayi, he had two very famous students. Rabbah had a student, Rava. Sounds similar, very different, different rabbi. Rava and Abaya, and Abaya was, was listening there, and Abaya says, wait a second. He said, if you call yourself a Bainani and you're so far greater than all of us, that means that we have no choice but to be a Rishayim, because they're not in the same category of you, which and a Russian said like he's dead. So he says, by you calling yourself a Bainani, you're essentially killing everyone else. 
But the, 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 big, the big thing we need to contend with is Rab would never lie. Rab wouldn't even exaggerate. So why would he call himself a Benani? Now, in order to understand this properly, we can't have much army ear. And also understand another statement that's also puzzling. Eev makes another statement. Now we're asking another question. We're really just loading up on question after question after question. Eev says, Hashem, talking about the greatness of Hashem, you created Sadiqim and you created Rishayim. And the Altarabah says, wait a second, how could Hashem create a Tzadik or a Rasha? I thought we had free choice. I thought the whole premise that, you know, we have the choice to choose to choose means that we can become a tzaddik, we can become a rasha. How could Eev say you created, already created tzaddik, and you already created a rishayim? That's not, that doesn't make any sense. We also need to understand, what is the Benani? Where is he holding? And what is his um, level? His rank, that's a good translation. It definitely can't be half enough. Usually people use the word Benini. I mean, someone in the middle, you know, he's he's a good guy. He, you know, he does some sins. He just uh, does some wickedness. But now that we have Rabba's statement saying, going on a Benini, Rabba calls himself a Benini. Well, now we know we're definitely not talking about someone in the middle. Rabba would never made a mistake and call himself a Benini because a Benini... Does half of errors? Rabbo that most certainly didn't do half of errors. To such a degree was Rabbo's righteousness as Alter Rabbo. But no, you didn't lay posse pumi megisa acha filo malachamevus mavus lo yachal lishleipai. Rabbo's purity was to such a degree that when it was time for him to die, the angel of death didn't know how to take him. And it's a whole story, a very fascinating story involved in it. But the point was, Rabba was so absolutely perfect that the and was was involved in Torah to such a degree that the angel of death could literally didn't know how to take his life. And if a benoni meant that it was someone who does half sins, Rabba, how could Rabba even make a mistake? Rabba clearly didn't do any sins in his life. So why would he have thought himself a benoni? Obviously, means we don't understand what that benoni is, and that's the objective of what we're trying to do now, right now. Now the Atom is gonna say, we also have a, a problem. How do you find someone between a Tzaddik and a Russia? In order to tear down the walls and ex- explain them, we don't know what a Tzaddik or Russia and a is, Atom is gonna do a very simple exercise. The Atom is gonna say, okay, what is there between a Russia and a, and a Tzaddik? If Allah is doing a, a sin, he's a, he's a Russia. And if he does chuva, now he's a tzaddik. So if you have a perfect person and he does a sin, straight away he's a rasha. He does chuva, there's nowhere else for him to go. He becomes straight away a tzaddik. But I feel how Eva is a cultural difference from Nikah Grasha. And they say, okay, I know what it is. It's if someone does a rabbinic sin, doesn't matter. Someone does a rabbinic sin, he's a rasha. And like the Gemara already proves a person is called a rasha, even if he does one there's another Gemara and says, well, we might say, okay, what, what, what if someone never did a sin himself, but he had the opportunity to help other people from sinning, and he didn't criticize them. Says the Gemara, nope, that person's also a Russia. So then either he's a Tzaddik, or he's a Russia. So where is the Altreba, oh, I have another idea. Maybe the difference between a Tzaddik and a Russia is 
Like, where would a person, you know, not be a tzaddik and not be a rasha if someone had an opportunity to do a positive mitzvah? He missed an opportunity. You can't call him a rasha for that. Uh, but at the same time, he can't be a tzaddik. Maybe that's the pain Says the al absolutely not. That's most certainly not the case. Because someone that has a chance to do a positive mitzvah and doesn't do, do it, he's a rasha. Even, and someone that has an opportunity to learn Torah, he's despising Hashem by not learning Torah. <coughs> and completely cut off. And it's even worse than doing a, than, than doing a rabbinic sin. Says the Alter Rebbe, it must be, now as a conclusion, at least a, a partial conclusion, it must be that a tzaddik, a righteous person, doesn't even, that a bainani, because a bainani is between a tzaddik and a rasha, and a rasha automatic, a, a, a rasha is someone who's done a sin. And Rabba called himself a Benini. It must be mm-hmm. now concludes Alter Rebbe that a Benini can't have had any sins, not a single sin in, on his on his list, not even missing an opportunity to do a positive mitzvah, not even having the opportunity to rebuke mm-hmm. someone, and not taking that opportunity to rebuke them, not even a missing or a rabbinic sin, not even doing a sin according to the rabbis. A Benini has to be a perfect person. And now that we understand that, because that has to be the case. Now we can understand, okay, Rabbi calls himself a Benini because a Benini is a, a rather perfect person. <coughs> of course, we still haven't decided, um, concluded what is a Benini. And we haven't, and we haven't worked out what the difference between a Benini and a Tzaddik is. And we're going to have a few, ch- plenty of chapters until we really get to that answer properly. First, we're going to have to explain everything that's going on inside of us. But now we at least know that a Benini is a perfect person. That we know already. And now, uh, now a note. Like a, a, a note on the side. There's an implication in the, in a in a story of Rav Hamnuna asking to asking to Eliyahu. He says maybe someone who has few could be considered like a righteous man who suffers. What does that imply? It implies that there's an opinion that says a righteous man who suffers. You know, he is also. He's also considered a tzaddik. A righteous man who does a few sins is also considered um, a tzaddik. So this is the question. So the the altar ever answers that Elio Novi answers him back that no, the a righteous man who suffers means a perfect tzaddik. Doesn't mean he's done any sins. And like and Elio and Zoramnuna, it's like the Zoya, like the Zoya, he uses the Zoya's explanation that tzaddik means someone who's never done a single sin. The Rebbe says that Ramnuna's question wasn't. This is my opinion. Elio saying no, you you have the wrong opinion. That Ramnuna was asking because seven because we know there's seventy opinions in the Torah. Of every idea in the Torah has seventy opinions. Maybe one of the opinions would hold that a tzaddik. Veraloi is a person uh, is, is a person that's done sins. Maybe you could hold that Sadiq could do a few sins. And then Leo says no. No none of the seventy opinions even hold that that uh, that a Sadiq could do a sin. A Sadiq is a person who's absolutely perfect. And as we concluded today, so is Abainani. Now of course we were left with the question, what's the difference between a Sadiq and a Bainani, in addition to all the questions that we were left off with?
And also for the success of the Jews all around the world, especially those in Eretz Yisrael, especially the soldiers who defend the Jewish people, have a wonderful, and very successful day. Thank you so much for joining.